welcome to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed, a podcast for bold female leaders making bold moves. I'm your host, Devin A. Thaxton, founder and CEO of Pro Savvy Strategic Performance Agency. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Welcome to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed, a podcast for bold female leaders making bold moves. I'm your host, Ebony Thaxton, founder and CEO of ProSavvy Strategic Performance Agency. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Today, I am here with Serena Mastin, CEO and fearless leader of Pulse Marketing Incorporated. Pulse Marketing is an award-winning creative agency specializing in branding, web design, graphic design, digital advertising, video production, social media, and more. As a strong, wild-hearted team with over 100 industry awards, Pulse Marketing strives to connect people with brands by creating engaging content to capture the essence and heart of every business. Hi, Serena. Hi. How's Thanks it going? for having me. I appreciate this. Yeah, thank you for being on the show. Tell us a little bit about your business, like what you guys do and all of the, I mean, obviously being like super awesome and winning all these awards, <laughs> like let's brag about that for a second. <laughs> all the other awesome stuff you guys do. Well, it's really about our team. It's definitely not about me. It's it's really about all of the time, like investment that they really just poured into us as a, an agency and into our clients. Yeah. And that's what makes us so powerful. And through a lot of our biggest challenges in, you know, during our, you know, tenure as a business, they've really risen and lifted me up even when I couldn't see past my tears and not only excelled in, you know, for our clients, but really were the glue that held us together. Mm -hmm. So really, I give all the credit to my team. We wouldn't have any of those awards if it wasn't for them. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as a, as an agency, which is like such a, such a sticky word, you know, (laughs) it's like a dirty word sometimes. There are agencies out there that, you know, they suck. (laughs) you know, just keeping it real, or maybe they're just not meeting what people need, or people don't know how to necessarily communicate to agencies of, of what they need, you know, but explain to us just a little bit, the way that your agency is structured and like how you really work to capture the essence and heart of every business. So I I started the agency actually coming from a background of being in um, sales and marketing for 20 years before I started the agency. And one of the biggest challenges I realized is that I had a million different companies doing a million different things. Mm. I had an SEO company, a digital agency, a creative agency, uh, everything. And so what we've done is we've created an um, inclusive, all-inclusive team. And we actually, everything is done in-house. So we do everything from, you know, developing the the brand by everything we do is driven based on data, Mm -hmm. Uh, not opinions. We data drives decisions, not opinions is one of our cultural beliefs. Mm -hmm. And really what we do is we start with research. We do the brand development. We do all the creative. We build out the the websites. All of our content is written in house. Everything is, is all inclusive. So then we become an extension of our clients teams instead of them feeling like they're dealing with multiple different vendors. And so that's kind of how we've, we've, created our, our operation and, and it's been really successful for us so far. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's definitely something to 
having things, you know, in house and being able to just like easily pull people in for different projects, depending on what they're doing, we're, we're definitely structured very similar, similarly in that. So you mentioned that you've been in business for about 10 years. Tell us about how that started. How'd you start the business? Well, to start, I want to say that the fight to never give up is painted as being victorious. Mm-hmm. And we often emphasize the victory, you know, or someone like that, that is winning is someone that's overcoming something great and being happy as they stand strong. Sure. But the truth is that the pain and the journey behind the victory is really where the true inspiration lies. And you can't really share a story unless you understand the journey. And so a part of my story is, you know, I started the agency in 2013. I would say I started it kicking and screaming. It was not what I wanted to do. I wanted to go find another job, right? Like that was my goal. And my mom actually named the company and she said, you know, if you, she said, if you put even a quarter of your passion and investment in yourself as you do in other people, there's no way that you can't be successful. And I was like, yeah, yeah, mom. Yeah, of course you have to say that, right? Yeah. And she's like, well, if you're not going to do it for you, do it for me. And I was like, okay, well, that was manipulative, but okay. (laughs) So moms. Yes. So I started the agency and at first I didn't even resonate with the name. Pulse marketing did not resonate with me. I just did it for my mom. But then over the journey and the course of the journey, I realized that it's because we're at the heart of creative and we pour our hearts into everything that we do. And so that's how that, that really resonates with me. Right after I started the agency in 2013, my husband came home from work early one day and he said, I quit my job. And I was like, what? I was like, wait, we don't, uh, I don't make any money at this agency thing yet. So like, we, we can't do this. And he's like, well, if I'm going to sell anything, I'm going to sell something I believe in. And that's you. Mm-hmm. And so we became this power couple and I was doing all the behind the scenes stuff and hiring and, you know, creating this operation. And he was the face of the company. And it was an amazing first few years. My husband and I were together for, for 10 years mm-hmm. and at one point in 2019, he said he wanted to leave the, the company to go start his own thing. Hmm. And I knew there was, there was issues. I know running a business with your spouse is challenging in itself, sure. but I knew there were other underlying issues. And so in October of 2019, I found out that he was unfaithful with several women, one including my employee. Hmm. And so I got the courage to, to leave him. And that took a lot of courage because in, in my mind, we have a family and we have a business. So you're losing a lot more. Sure. But what I didn't realize is that that was just the beginning of, of really going through some, some bigger losses. And what I mean by that is on March 27th of 2020, my husband took his life. Mm-hmm. And so it started with me trying to gain the courage to restart after I've already like established this agency. And it was right in the middle of the pandemic and everything was falling apart. Mm. And in that moment, I can say the, the one thing I felt like the world had just shut down and the last 10 years of my life literally blew away in the wind. Mm. And so I couldn't imagine even 
lifting myself up in that moment, sure. <laughs> running a business and, and, and trying to work through the healing with my family and my team, I, I, I can't even express to you, like they're so passionate about what they do. They lifted me up and carried me through the darkest time in my life. And in that, we've been able to grow and thrive and, and it's not without darkness. Yeah. It's not without messiness and brokenness and really like scary moments where I thought I was going to lose everything. It's right. only because we kept pushing through that, that middle part of the journey that most people don't see. Yeah. And now I can, I can actually step back and say, we did this and we did it together. Yeah. And I wouldn't be here today sitting in front of you if I didn't have some of those amazing people. And I, I have a little thing that I say is sometimes that bad things happen in our lives only to put us directly on the path for the best things that will ever happen. And I can tell you, I didn't think that when I was in my lowest point. Sure. In fact, I thought a lot of other things. <laughs> yeah, <of> <laughs> right? Like rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is this has shaped us into who we are today. And so what we do is we call it heartfelt marketing. Mm. So we get to the core of the message, what really matters to not only our clients, but to their customers. And we do emotional-based marketing so that we drive an emotional decision sure. uh, to really like establish that people are human and, and telling your story is scary, Yeah, but it takes courage. And once you have that, you can actually thrive in business because people care more about why you do what you do than what you do. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Having a, having a solid connection with the people you work with and that you're doing work for so so matters. Yeah, you can collect a check and pump out some asset, digital assets or whatever, but it's just so much more rewarding when when both parties feel connected. And yes. And we, we say something, we say we connect deeply or not at all. Yeah. Like and we don't have the ability to choose our customers, right? Like we can't we're not like this huge agency that has all this money, we need to choose our customers. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we choose our culture. Sure. And and so if a customer really doesn't like see the value of of what we're pouring into them, then we have to make a decision like, is this best for our team and our culture? Right. And so that that definitely drives a lot of our decisions. Yeah, definitely. And even to that of just learning some lessons within myself and things is like I you know, I, th I think deciding to maybe keep a customer or what have you, whether for so many reasons, <laughs> but it, it done, you know, sometimes you want to keep them in a, a fear-based mindset or like, oh, I need this money. Like, oh, okay, I'll just deal with it until, you know, until it continues. Right. But that deal with it energy gets put into what you're doing. So you're not jazzed, you're not excited. Like they can feel that. Right. So you know, it can be scary at times, but sometimes it's like, yeah, the, the healthiest decision for the both of us would like to end this <laughs> and yeah. that for them in a way that's still serving them. So like, it may not be us, but I have so many other people that I could send you to and like make the transfer. Resource. Yeah. Yeah. So but, I always look at that place as we're either coming from scarcity or abundance. Right. And so 
typically as an entrepreneur, we're coming from scarcity. Yeah. Like we just are because right. this is our livelihood. We need to pay not only ourselves, yep. but families to feed. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's, that's scarcity. Mm-hmm. But if I shift my mindset and it's not easy, I have to really yeah. be intentional about it to thinking more of abundance. Yeah. And that actually helps me like really look at the big picture and not get caught up in the moment feeling like if I don't have this client, then we're going to lose everything. Yeah. Because that's, that's what we do. Yeah, absolutely. So we do ourselves. Right. And, and, and otherwise we're living in fear constantly. Right, right. And it allows for, you know, being able to kind of exit that situation also allows for new blessings and new things to come through too, where that may have been taking up time and energy that could have been put elsewhere for yeah. on our end and on the client's end, right? So making sure that they're also feeling heard and respected and all those things and and aligned with the team that's that really gets them. And that's not always everyone, you know? So it, it, well, and I struggled most of my life feeling undeserving. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I even question like, well, maybe I deserve this. Like maybe I deserve to be treated this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's these self-critical thoughts that we all have. Yeah. I realized that I can't cultivate meaningful messaging or meaningful content if I'm living in my self-critical thoughts. Yeah. I have to look at like, how am I speaking to myself and how do I want others to treat me not only as like, you know, an agency owner, but my team. Yeah. And then looking at it, like, is this the right relationship to invest in? Sure. Because really it takes a lot more out of you than it does give to you. We are investing in toxic relationships. Right. With clients or with anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's more than just creating you know, a beautiful graphic or, or oh. writing good copy or, you know, SEO, all the things with SEO, <laughs> right? But there's like a lot of, there's a lot of coaching and there's a lot of mentoring and there's a lot of connecting and getting to the root of, of why this company and why this dream that they have and, and the direction that they're going, right? And I think, you know, a lot of times like that part of it is missed and clients are like, whoa, 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 I thought you were just going to make me a pretty beautiful logo. And it's like, yeah, but why am I doing this? Right. And so it's got to be purpose behind it. Yeah. A lot of times I, I really look at some of our clients as like, say the hard things to say. Yeah. Like share the tough moments. People relate to that. Right. Because we've all experienced heartbreak and heartache and fear and all these crazy emotions. It's okay to be really authentic. Mm-hmm. Actually, people gravitate towards that because they feel like you relate to them. Right. And so I, you know, even our messaging from, you know, thinking about what the logo is going to feel like. We had a client that, you know, they had a really challenging past and some legal things that happened and they had to really like reinvent themselves. Mm. But they don't want to lose the legacy. Sure. That's a beautiful why. Yeah. Like, yes, we've all experienced these challenging things. Don't ignore or avoid or deny those things. Own those things. And then really like embrace what your purpose is and your why is. And that will continue to inspire you to move forward. Being an entrepreneur is is literally the hardest thing I could ever imagine. I probably would tell people don't do it. <laughs> it's definitely not easy. Like, <laughs> it is not easy. And it's not for the fate at heart. And if you're not willing to 
you know, like have a lot more blood, sweat and tears than you've ever experienced. It's just not the right path. But once you realize your purpose and your why, mm -hmm. that's what drives you. Absolutely. It's, it's basically you align all decisions based on that, you know, what's yeah. that really solid. And I think also that that why is fluid. You know, there's definitely a kernel to that, but it also evolves as you evolve too. And it's great yeah. to capture that, you know, while you're on that journey and, and aligning with like similar to what you were saying, but that storytelling type marketing is really big right now <laughs> It's like because we care because people care and want to connect, you know, that's what it, well, and that's what it's all about is like, we don't just go through the surface level stuff. Yeah. We're not going to, and we actually really fight our clients on salesy driven messages. Right. We dig deeper yeah. and then we, we get to that like content, like that's in your gut mm -hmm. that engages people yeah. on an emotional human level yeah. that make them either want to be a part of something bigger or not. Yeah. But then those are the right people. You're not just reaching out this giant net to get anybody that you can. Yeah. We're really looking at it from a perspective of like, let's, let's do this the right way. The way people want to be marketed to. Right. Definitely. They don't want sales. In fact, I run away from salesy stuff and salesy <laughs> commercials and salesy everything. Right. Yeah. So, and all of us do. And so we really get to the heart of what matters. And, and then we make that come to light through our, you know, designs and our messaging and our websites. And that's really the core of who we are. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. What would you say, you know, as we're talking about marketing and different philosophies and, you know, kind of, you know, different things, what would you say in this industry, something that just has got to go? a trend or maybe a thought or a design style, like whatever, that is just like, all right, team, like it's time. And it could be something silly too. It doesn't have to be anything serious, but something that you're like, all right, let's just, no. I would say Comic Sans font needs to go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> like it should never have been invented. That is such a marketing joke and I apologize. That's so bad. That's my mom joke, okay, for the day. I really think that like, selling from a like auto sales type mentality mm -hmm. from that hard sell, that hustling sale. I just really wish that that would just leave yeah. because no one, no one resonates with that. Yeah. And it's an old pattern with like old thoughts and ideas behind it. Mm -hmm. And it really doesn't stick. In fact, we, it has a tendency to push people away. Yeah. So I think if anything, I would say that's the, that's the one thing I struggle with the most is, is when people think that you have to act or, or speak that way to get, you know, what they want. Right. And to me, that's just not how people make decisions. Yeah. Yeah. We call it in our agency, like Chad based marketing, <laughs> not calling out any Chads out there, but something that <laughs> like boldly in your face, like just makes you feel like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, it does. It makes you feel gross. Like that's yeah. why you don't want to go to an auto dealership. You're like, you know, right for me. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. So on the on the flip end, what's something that's like kind of new and exciting that is showing up in the giant world of marketing <laughs> that you're like? I think it is emotional based marketing, either that or education based marketing, where you're either a resource mm -hmm. or you're connecting with someone on a real level. Yeah. And it's not manipulating either. 
Right. Like a lot of people think like, oh, emotional based marketing is manipulating and getting to like, you know, like really get to that emotion. No, it's, it's raw and real and authentic because yeah. if you're trying to manipulate, then it's not authentic. Mm-hmm. And right. not connecting on an emotional level. And so yeah. I really like, I look at it from a perspective of what would, what would I want? Mm-hmm. What was the target market? And how would I want to be, you know, communicated to? Right. And when we do the research on any target market, at the end of the day, it's they want to connect with people that are like-minded, that understand them, that that get that, you know, there's the, everyone's messy. Right. Everyone's broken in their own ways. We're all putting our pieces back together. Right. And so when you resonate with someone on that level, people connect. And I think that's one of the most beautiful directions that marketing is going. Yeah, definitely. And it, it cuts out, it, it weeds out leads as well. And by that, I mean, like yes. if, if people are connecting with you when you're saying and speaking your truth, but it's like, thank you. Bye. You know, like it cuts yeah. out on, on spending time with people who are just like, oh, actually you're not the right, you know, right fit for my client persona or whoever, whomever I want to be working with. Cause you want people who are interested not only in in the product or the service or whatever but they're also interested in you and the story and people care about that now i think they've always cared about it but just the way that just that content is coming at us it's coming at us so many different ways and and you know all those things and everything is so saturated so how can you stand out you know and by that is telling your story yeah and it's hard to tell your story it's hard for me to share some of the the crazy things that have happened in my life. Mm -hmm. Those are only the past 10 years. I grew up in witness protection. Mm -hmm. Uh, I grew up living on the streets. Like I, my life is wild. Like if we want to get deep, we can get really deep. (laughs) But, but the truth is, is that like to find the courage and to be vulnerable and to step out, that's hard. It is hard. And, and, and to be honest, like, even before this meeting, I had to like gain my courage. Yeah. I had to muster it up, like give myself a pep talk. <laughs> you can do this. You're amazing. You're awesome. People <laughs> care. People want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's true. And so a lot of times we are the cheerleaders for our customers. Yeah. yeah. Like reminding them that it's okay to be real. It's okay to be human. And we're going to connect with people and you're going to have clients for life. Yeah. Because those are the relationships that matter. Absolutely. It's not about profit. It's about people. Yeah, definitely. And, and when you're working out of abundance and you're working out of that service mindset, protecting your boundaries, those things, of course. But when you're working out of that, it's like you just can't go wrong because you're focused on exactly who and where and what you know what you want to be doing and where you want to be going. And you said a key word. You said boundaries. Yeah. And oh, boundaries yeah. are scary. They are. Yep. Because a lot of people say, I have boundaries, yeah. but they don't hold those boundaries. Right. And, and what I had to learn is forgiveness doesn't mean tolerance. Mm-hmm. And boundaries don't matter if you don't enforce them. Yes, absolutely. And so they're just a wish. Right. They're not something that you're enforcing. And so we actually even have client boundaries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And because yeah. I, somebody... And, and I mean, we have the same thing for our team as well, of course, but it, we have to have boundaries because if somebody oversteps it, where do you draw the line? Yeah, absolutely. So, but for today, your 
clearly articulate what those were. Yeah. Yeah. My friend and I were talking about recently how she was mentioning to someone that she doesn't work afternoon on Fridays and they were like, whoa, you don't work afternoon on Fridays? She's like, no, I've had, a, you know, I work during the week. I, I work the hours I do and I treat myself, <laughs> which that's even silly to say, but I just don't work afternoon on Fridays. I prepare for the weekend. I want to spend time with my children. And, and the person's response was like, oh, you really have boundaries. And she was like, hell yeah, I've got boundaries. Yeah. Like, what else am I supposed to do? Allow you to message me or respond to me or whatever, any old time you want. No one pays me. <laughs> this is, they were going to be real honest. No one paid me enough to be available. <laughs> there is a fee for that. And there are certain people, if Oprah wanted me to come work with her, then we can talk there. about it. We'll <laughs> both be there, right? Like, yes. Yeah. We'll be there at four in the morning. Like, yes, what else can we do? How can I, you know? It's like it all like, mm-hmm. yeah, right. <laughs> Waiting outside before she wakes up. Like, what What do you need me to do? I'll do whatever. Um, like, flowers. And <laughs> the person for that. Other than that, though, like, you know, we didn't quit our corporate lives. This is the pep talk I give myself every freaking week. It's a day, hour. Like I didn't quit my corporate cush existence. Not that it's always perfect, but it's consistent. It right? Is. It's like then, you know what's coming down the pipeline. It may not be exactly what you want, but you know when you're getting paid. You get um, a paycheck every two weeks. You have to, <laughs> you, there's a lot there, but like I didn't quit it to just work twice as hard to be you know yeah yeah and it is hard there's moments where I've gone a year without getting paid yeah there was times where I was (laughs) like not even that long ago it was January of 2020 on the first literally January 1st I'm sitting in my bed crying because I couldn't tell anyone yeah I was only a thousand dollars away from making payroll Mm. for my staff yeah and I borrowed a thousand dollars from my friends and I was able to make payroll on January 1st just for my staff. Right. And I remember sitting there like, it's, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like you, you really do pour your heart and soul into this. And so it, you need to make it matter. Right. And you need those boundaries to protect you right. from the people that don't have boundaries. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. yeah I, I think that's a, that's a good point. Sometimes people who disrespect your boundaries don't always have boundaries themselves or aligned boundaries or strict on their own boundaries. So in my friend's case, when she did communicate that, they were like, docked, clutch their pearls. Like, what? You have boundaries? You're able to do that? And it's like, yeah, so so can you too. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm not working at afternoon. You should too. Go enjoy the world. (laughs) And so what's funny is like, I I even created my own acronym for for my boundaries, just so I wouldn't forget. (laughs) because <laughs> you're probably like, what? How do you forget your boundaries? Okay. And my acronym is BRAVE. Yeah. And so what I've done is I've looked at it like, how can I be brave? And so obviously the B stands for boundaries. <laughs> R stands for resilience. A stands for accountability. Mm-hmm. B stands for vulnerability. And then the E stands for equal investment. Mm-hmm. So that if you are pouring your hard soul into someone and they're not equally investing back into you, that's a good indicator that that's not a good relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that's my, my brave is my reminder of what my boundaries are and, and how I can really honor them. Because right. especially when you're running, sometimes you forget. 
Yeah. And you let people take advantage of you in little ways. Right. And then you pay for it later and it hurts a lot more. Definitely. And I, I love that, that a, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a huge pillar in my life of accountability within myself and then with other people, you know, people, you, you teach people how to treat you and how to be in your life and, and all those things. And you have to reteach yourself how to treat yourself, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, it's our whole adult life, right? It's our whole thing, right? It's our learning everything we learned as children. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm just like to, you know, I, I'm accountable to you. You're accountable to me, whatever that relationship is, client or, or personal or family or friends. And like, this is, this is what I need to thrive and, and survive and feel you know, love or appreciated. And I also want to know what that is for you. And then we can go forth in our relationship, knowing that that's what each other needs. And we hold each other accountable to those areas with also having, you know, a a bit of an ebb and flow because life is messy. Right. So there's also that, yeah, holding each other accountable, knowing your boundaries. Yeah. Like you have to own your part. Yeah. So even with like a client, we, we really do hold them accountable and want them to hold us accountable because we can't move forward without them. Right. Yeah. I mean, we can, but we might just be running the wrong direction. So like the accountability piece is huge and we own our mistakes. We, we embrace feedback with love, which is an acronym LUV for listen, understand, and validate. Mm -hmm. And so like we embrace feedback, but we also say the hard things to say in a loving way, because at the end of the day, that's what a real relationship is about. Absolutely. And that's, that's what's so funny is that people look at business and, and they say, oh, business is business. It's not personal. No, it is very personal. Yeah, it is. It's really no different than a relationship. You need open communication. Mm -hmm. You need trust. You need to be able to be vulnerable with each other and understand like what the, like have clarity on things. Yeah. So we communicate. Right. It has to be joint accountability on yeah. both sides and then equal investment. Like if they're not, you know, if they don't believe or, or value us, then it's not going to work. Yeah. Right. And we're obviously pouring our heart and soul into them. So there's got to be that equal right. investment in, in, in one way or the other, or when people don't pay you. That's, That's fun. <laughs> not fun. I feel you on that one. When you mentioned, you know, like, being at that place of like, okay, I have to pay my team because I can't do this without my team. But this client is behind on their payment. So now how many days behind, not just a minute behind. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Been there, been there a whole month behind weeks behind. You're just like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Like you, that's what you, you need in order to continue for, to like keep your beat. Yeah. And when you miss a beat, now you're, now you're really from that, that place of scarcity. Absolutely. Right. And that's then how you communicate. Right. Right. And that's how the, your whole, like everyone around you feels it. Right. So that's one of the big things about scarcity and, and abundance. Like it doesn't mean we have abundance. Right. It doesn't mean that we're like blowing it all in. Right. Yeah. Like, it means that we know we are grateful for what we have, mm-hmm. but we're working towards creating this like equal investment. Yeah. And, and we're learning how to create those boundaries and really be a healthy version of a company and a culture so that we can create good experiences for everyone we work with. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more, my friend. Couldn't agree more. 
So if anyone who is listening wants to, you know, find out more about you and, and your journey, what you guys do, your services, like where can they find you? They can go to uh, heartofcreative.com. And that's everything about us, who we are, our story. They can reach out to us there. And those emails come directly to me and a few members on my team. So sure. if I get, if I drop the ball and I don't answer right away, they'll they'll make sure I do. <laughs> yeah, aren't they great? Aren't they the best? I love you. <laughs> Hello, did you see that email? And I'm like, yeah. You know, logged into, you, you know, like logged in. Yes, I did. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. A lot to juggle. Well, thank you for being on the show and sharing your story. And I'm, I'm happy that, you know, we got to connect and, and talk about really important things like boundaries and, you know, living in an abundance as, as best we can, but also sharing that, man, this thing is messy and yeah. hard. But it's so rewarding when you're when you're working out of a good space. And girl, if I could just be behind you, just rubbing your shoulders, let me know it's gonna be okay. Like we're gonna survive. If we're yeah. gonna survive, this is gonna be good. Like that's where I want people to really know that it's hard. If you got something out of this interview, definitely make sure to share it with all of your people. Come follow Pro Savvy and definitely come follow Serena and her team at, at Pulse Marketing as well. We regularly put on new episodes and content. So to make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. So thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. to Savvy Booked and Blessed. If you are a successful six to seven figure female entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit podcast.prosavvyas.com dash podcast slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot on your phone and text it to your friend or post it on the socials. If you know of someone that would be a great guest, go ahead and tag them in social media and let them know about the show and include hashtag Savvy, Book, and Blessed. I love seeing your posts and I love your guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss out on any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Give your thumbs up ratings and reviews. We definitely go a long way to help promote the show. It means a lot to me and my team. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.